Mesechta Saita, Dav Gimel Namadalev, page 3, side 1. So the Gemara says, Alma Kosavri, so we see that Rishlokish and Abaye, they hold the Osur Lekanois, that it is prohibited for a husband to warn his wife, because they said that warning causes anger and um, and the disputes. Um, so that means that you're not allowed to do that. So the Gemara asks, Umanda Omar Mutar Lekanois, and the one that says that it is permissible to the husband to warn, and according to him, we have to say that the words kinui is not uh, from the language of kina and kaas, of anger. So what is mahu l'shoin kinui? What is the language of kinui? The more answers, Amr Abnachman Bar Yitzchok, Bar Yitzchok says, Ein kinui elo l'shoin hasro. The word kinui means warning, that he warns his uh, wife, and he says, don't hide into, go into seclusion with that individual. V'chein hu aimer, we find so that uh, warning, the word kinui is a lotion of warning, as it says, Hashem that Hashem warned uh, in the uh, grasshoppers that uh, they should not destroy the land, Hashem warned them, and He had mercy on His people. Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, would say, it says that a person is over he transgresses a sin in hiding and HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem announces of him and it is publicized begolui openly like for example if you have a immodest woman who has a uh, extramarital relationship uh, uh, in hiding so HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts into the heart of the husband to warn her and this way this thing will become publicized openly. Shinamar, as the Pasik says, over all of Ruach Kina, it says, and a spirit of Kina will pass him, and then it says Vikina Sishta and he'll warn his wife. And the language of Vavar when it says that this is a language of announcement, that from the heavens they want to announce about her uh, acts, and therefore, the overall love, it will, in order to publicize, so goes over him a, uh, a, a spirit of kina, the heart of the husband is to uh, warn her. Where do we find that the Avar is a language of announcement? Because the Pesach says, And they passed through a voice in the camp over there that they shouldn't bring any more gifts for the uh, base, for the Mishkan. So we see that Vayaviru happened through announcement. So therefore, the Avar is in order to announce for her that it should be uh, publicized, her Aveda that she does quietly, publicly. Reshlokish Omar, Reshlokish says, an Odom over Avera, a person does not violate a sin, unless a spirit of foolishness entered him. Shenemar, because the Posik says in Bamidbar Hey, with regards to the Isha Saito, the Posik says, Ish Ish Kisishte Ishtoi. Uh, the Torah is talking there a man's, if his wife tilts away from the ways of Tznius, and it uses the lotion of Tishta with a shin. Tishta Kisiv, it's written with a shin. And that means a spirit of folly, a spirit of foolishness, of Shtus that entered her mind. 
Now, what is Rishlokish? How does this follow the spirit of before? So some of our Shem want to learn that before we learned that the Ebrister Hashem publicizes the Aveda. Rishlokish is coming to disagree and saying that it wasn't actually an Aveda, it was actually a Ruach Shtus that caused it to her, and therefore uh, there is no reason for Hashem Machris Begolui, uh, because it was a Ruach Shtus that entered, and it's almost an onus, not his fault. Um, in uh, Hasidus, this Maimer Chazal is brought down many times in, in the Tanya and in Kuntra Sumayin, uh, uh, the whole idea of uh, the Tishte Ishtoi. Uh, there's some other commentators that say that Reish Lokish was actually trying to talk about the man, that it's his Shtos for warning his wife because... Uh, we learned before that it's an Avera to be Mekane, his wife, and that would fit with the opinion of Reish Lokish of before. But the Pashtus of the Posik Stroshe of Tishte Ishtoi is the Tishte is not the man, it's the wife whose Shtos, it's Tishte Ishtoi, his wife will do a Shtos, and her Shtos is that she is Nistra, we're not talking a violation of the of the man. The Pasuk is just saying in Odom that it's the person, uh, any person, but we learn that from the woman who is the one that's violating an Aveda, and her Aveda is called a Shtos, not the husband uh, for for warning her. That's the Pashtab Shat in the Gemara. Why did, in the Yeshiva Rabbi Shemal, they said, why did the Torah believe one witness with regards to a Saita if the one Ada says that she had a relationship with the person who she secluded with, that the husband warned her and she went into seclusion. And the Torah did not require two witnesses like we have in the whole Torah is because there is a basis for this to believe him to the witness that said that she was that the relationship. Now again, this believing is only believed that she would have to get a get and go out without a ksuba, and she would be ushered to the husband and to the one who uh, and to the one she had the relationship with, but not to uh, judge her like a regular nus for 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 misa, for death penalty. Shadei, uh, so why is the why do we say the term believes in Shadei? Because the two witnesses that are testifying is Kinala. There is two witnesses that are saying that he um, warned her. Vin and also she went into hiding. Either two Aidim or one Aidim, depending on the two opinions. But there is still two Aidim for the warning and at least one Aidim for the hiding. And one witness testifies that she's stomach. So the Gemara asks, How does the Tana know that one witness is not believed to say that she had a relationship only if the husband has warned her, but not if he, if he just comes and says that she became Tommy? Maybe he should still believe to Asr. Because the Pasik, uh, uh, what that it says that he warns her, uh, that Pasik is written after she went into seclusion and after she has become defiled. Because the Pasik says, 
the Pasik that talks about the Ovala that he uh, a spirit of uh, warning went over him, that's written the Pasik after Vihin Nistar of Einba. Because the Pasik from Vihin Nistar of Einba we learn that one witness is believed. And from the fact that we say that one witness is believed, it would mean that even if the husband did not warn her first, that uh, witness. Uh, is uh, believed to put her when it says uh, eight aimbos, two eight but one one eight is believed, as we said before, um, on, 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 on the base Amadalaf. So here we're saying uh, base Amadalaf, base on base. So here we're saying that maybe even he should be believed, even if the husband did not warn her in the beginning. What answered Amalei? So he answered him. Abaye answered to the Pope, Vavar, when the Pos, even though the Posik of Kinuis, Vavar, Posik of Kinuis speaks, is written after the Posik, Veid Einbo, but Vavar, Ukvar, Ovar, that the Posik of Ruchkina is explained in a past that he already has had a spirit of Kina that he already uh, wanted. The Gemara says, El Me'ato. So now that you're saying that va'avar means that it's already in the past, so then when we say in the Pasuk, va'avar lochem kol cholutz, that, uh, which is talking about the Bnei God, the Bnei Ruven, uh, they will pass for you. Hachinami uh, over here, we should also explain that he told it to them after they've already passed. He's giving them, telling them after va'avar lochem. But Moshe has instructed them before they went ahead, before the Bnei God uh, the before they pass, he's telling them they should pass, and he says But we're saying va'avar means that it already happened, that it's in the past. And the Gemara says in every place we explain the word va'avar according to the subject matter. Also, with regards to the bnei God the ruvein, since it's written in the in their continuation, or it's Hashem toshuvu, the land will be conquered before Hashem, and then you will return to shuvu means. In the future, you will return mashma. That means in the future. So therefore, when we say va'avar, is also dilhaba. Means so if it said nichushar mashma, then the word va'avar is dilhaba. Means for the future. with regards to seita is If it enters your mind like it says that va'avar and it will pass over for the future. And the Pasik is saying, Basar Tuma Ustira, that after the Tuma Ustira, that she was already prohibited. So the question is, Kinulamali. So what's the purpose in warning? She's already prohibited upon him through believing the one witness. We say, but we leave the one witness, so why is there need for him to be Makana? So it's obvious in the Pasik that the Pasik has to be explained in the past. In other words, that one Adis is not believed to say that she was Mizana and Ella, he would not believe that she had the relationship only in a way that the husband already warned her of the other love in the past. We learned in the Shiva Rabbi Shmuel, Ein Adam Mekaneli Ishtoi, a person is not warned in his wife, Alimki Nichnas Aboy, unless it enters into him from above, a Ruach, a spirit to warn. Shinemar, the overall of Ruach Kina, that a spirit of Kina will pass over him, Kines Ishtoi, so it's uh, that he will warn his wife. So the Gemara asks, explains, My Ruach. 
What kind of a ruach, it says from above, a ruach will enter him. What kind of a ruach brings the person to warn his wife? Rabbanon Amri Ruach Tuma. Rabbanon said this is a spirit of impurity through the Satan who wishes to make him sin, that he should warn his wife and should come to a machloikis. Rabashi Omar Rabashi says, Ruach Tahara, a spirit of purity that because he hates promiscuity, and therefore he warns her. The Gemara says, It makes sense like the one that says that it's a spirit of purity like uh, like Rabbi Ashi who explains that the Ruach, uh, that it means a Ruach Tahara. Because the Tanya we learned in Abraise when it says in the Pasikine S Ishtoi the he will uh, warn his wife. The Torah doesn't mean to say that it's an obligation of the husband to warn his wife if he suspects her, but it assures rather it's a permission he has the right to Rabbi Shema disagrees and he says that it's mandatory the husband has to warn his wife if he suspects her. So the Gemara brings other proof. If you say it makes sense that a person who warns is because it's a Ruach Tahara, because it's a spirit of purity that he wants to protect the the sanctity of the home, so then Shapit. Then we understand what the Machloikis is, whether he has to or he has a right to. But if you're saying that the person, the reason why a person is warning is because of the Ruach Tuma, is because of the spirit of impurity that enter him, is it then uh, possible, is it applied to say there's a disagreement whether it's a, a right or it's an obligation, is it a right obligation to bring in a spirit of impurity in himself, so the language of that he has a right or an obligation for a person to uh, bring in a Ruach Tumah, of course we have to say that you're not allowed to do so. So from here we see that the Kinui comes through a Ruach Tahar, through a spirit of purity. The only question is, does he have to or he's allowed to? Gufa. Now the Gemara goes back to the words of the Bryce itself, he says that it means that it shows that it means that you can do it. Abishmol says that it's permissible for a person to uh, warn his wife if he is afraid that she might come to uh, do an affair with that individual. Uh, that's the opinion of Abishmol. Abishmol says that it's uh, an obligation of the husband to warn her if he suspects her. So the Gemara says that in a similar way, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva argued with regards to a Kohen who defiles himself to one of the relatives that died. Because the Pasik says, to his sister, the sister of the Kohen, he could be Metama. So the Torah doesn't intend according to, this is going to be the opinion of Ishmael, the Torah does not intend that he has to be metame to his relatives, but the Torah wants to say that it shows that it's permitted to be metame to them. This is the Rabbi Ishmael. 
This is Rabbi Shmuel's opinion. But Rabbi Kiva disagrees and he says Rabbi Kiva that it is a mitzvah, it's an obligation to be metamet to them. The same achleikus we also find with regards to an evet kenani, with a slave, a non-Jewish slave that is owned by the Jews. So in the pasuk it says la'ilam bahem tavoidu that you should work with them forever. So the um, the meaning of it is not, according to Rabbi Shmuel, uh, the Torah doesn't mean that you have to work for them forever, you're not allowed to free them, but it's a permissible to work with them forever. Rabbi Kiva says it's an obligation, it's a positive mitzvah to enslave the Evet Kanani forever and not to free him. The Gemara is going to explain the three machlikes. Others says that Rabbi Misharshia asked this to Rav Leima. Shall we say that Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva argue with Rabbi all in all the Torah? They argue so with all the myths of the Torah, all the positive myths of the Torah. The Mar Omar Rishus, the Mar Omar Chayva. This one says it's optional, and the one that, and uh, Rabbi Shmuel holds if he wants, he can do them. There is no positive mitzvah that you have to do, Umar Omar Chayva Rabbi Akiva, that's an obligation that you have to do. The Gemara says, Omar lays, Abayi says, no. Everywhere it's not a mitzvah, it's an obligation, there's no question. But over Hocha, but over here, Bikroi Pligi, in these Pesukim, Tafke, specifically in these three verses, Rabbi Yishmael disagrees and holds that they're optional because According to him, that's what's obvious from these pesukim. As opposed to all mitzvahs, he would agree that it's an obligation. So now the Gemara explains the first machlokes. He will warn his wife. It's a rishus. says obligation. So the Gemara says my So what would be the reason of Yishmael? Because in all mitzvahs, say he says when the Torah says you should do it, you have to do it. Here he says. The kinnis ishtay, it's only optional if he wants to. And he answers, Savaloki hai tana. Because the Bishmol holds like the following tana. The tanya of Lezben Yaakov Oimer, of Lezben Yaakov says, Klapei she'omro Torah sins, the Torah says, Loisis nasechichem bilvavcho, you shouldn't hate your brother in your heart, and it's prohibited to cause yourself to hate your brother Yochel, we would say that that applies to going zoo also in such a case, a person sees his wife going to seclusion with another person, it should be prohibited for him to warn her, in order she shouldn't hate him, so he's causing her to hate him Talmud Leima, the Pasuk teaches us the Pasuk says that a spirit of uh, warning will pass over him and he will warn his wife. So in other words, that is permissible to warn her. And he does not transgress the prohibition of not hating. And therefore, Rabbi Shmuel holds that you can't learn from the Pasuk that you have to warn her, but the Torah needed to write that it's permissible to warn her. And that you shall not and you do not uh, transgress the Loisisna by causing her to hate you. But what other mitzvahs say, in the Torah, of course, you have to uh, observe them. There's an obligation to observe them. So the Gemara says, "Verabakiva." So Verabakiva, from where does he know that it's a mitzvah to warn? But this pasuk is needed to tell you that it's permissible to warn, so that you're not even on lisisna. 
on causing to be hated? The more answer, There's an additional warning that the Pasik says. The Torah went again and wrote a second time, From the fact, from this, that the Torah doubled it and said it again, we learn that it's not optional, but it is a mandatory uh, that you have to, that it's a chavah, it's an obligation. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yishmael. And Rabbi Yishmael, what does he learn from the duplication that the Torah says again, Vikine? And the Gemara responds that we cannot learn from the fact that the Torah said again the words, Vikine, that it's an obligation, because I did the Boyi Since he needs, the Torah needs to write, Vihinit that she was defiled and she wasn't defiled. Since the Pasuk says, to teach us that even if it's unknown, if she was, um, uh, she had a relationship, but now she's still prohibited in the Suffolk. So it says, so on, so the Torah goes, repeats again and writes the words, and this is the usual custom of the Torah to duplicate like the Tanah of Rabbi Yishmael as they learned in the Yeshiva Rabbi Yishmael. The Tanah of Rabbi Yishmael, for they learned in the Yeshiva Rabbi Yishmael, Kol parasha shenem ravinishnis, that any portion of the Torah that was said once, and then it was duplicated again, le'nishnis elo bishvil davash and chadishba. It was repeated only because of something which was renewed by it. And we don't learn these from this duplication, from the fact that it's mentioned again, because the custom of the Torah is to repeat on the entire subject because of this Chiddush uh, that is, uh, comes up over there. And therefore Rabbi Shmuel holds that we can't learn from this that the Torah uh, repeated and said the kinei that he has to that there's an obligation to warn because the Torah needed to write v'hiloi nitma of that even mesofik as explained and therefore the Torah spends again the kinei that second time is coming to teach you that it's a chayva from the first time Yitaka don't know because of so the first time it's a permission and then the, he does learn from the double that the second time is telling you that it's a chayva now the Gemara explains the second Machlok that it says that to her he should become a Tomei, that a coin is permitted to become defile himself to his relatives. Dear Rabbi Shemal, this is the words of Rabbi Shemal. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says it's a mandatory, in other words, it's a mitzvah to him to be metame to his relatives. So the Gemara asks, my time is Rabbi Shemal. So what is Rabbi Shemal's reason that? In all mitzvahs I say, whenever we have a positive mitzvah in the Torah, he's obligated to fulfill them. But here he says it's only optional. And the Gemara says, we can't learn from the Pasik that there is an obligation to be metame because I did exceed. Since already it's written, Say to the Koyanim, the sons of Aaron, and tell them that they shall not defile themselves to a soul amongst their people, which means that the Torah has prohibited the Koyanim to defile themselves to uh, bodies, to the bodies. The Torah needed to write that that it is permissible for a Koyan to be metame, to defile himself to his sister and to all his relatives. But this is not a mandatory. So the Gemara says, if so, but Rabbi Kiva, so on Rabbi Kiva, so how does he know that you're obligated 
to be metamed. But this pasuk is needed to teach us that there is no iser uh, in this matter. So how does he know just that there is no iser because of... Uh, so how does Nebuchadnezzar know? So how does he know that there is an obligation to be metamed? The Gemara says, Nebuchadnezzar holds that this part, this can be learned out from Ki'im L'She'eroi Navka. Uh, with the exception of She'eroi, the Torah says you can be metamed. And so that we know that from there, that L'She'eroi, the Torah says you can be metamed. And since so, so lo yitame lamoli. So why do we need the extra pasuk to say that he could be mitameter? So why do I have to say again lo yitame lachayva to teach us that it's a mitzvah for him to be mitameter his relatives? So the Gemara says, if so, Rabbi Yishmael, who holds that there is no obligation to be mitameter, what does he learn? What does he learn from the pasuk lo yitame? Because we learn from it that there is no issur from the pasuk from the pasuk even the and the Gemara answers, "Lo mitamei That only we learn from this that he can only be mitamei to her, to a whole her and a whole body, but not to her limbs. That a koyin is prohibited to be mitamei to the limbs of their relatives, only to the whole body. <coughs> 